On this episode of DC On Screen, DC's Legends of Tomorrow Season 5, we have viewed. Now we review. Words are exchanged. Opinions are proffered. Feelings expressed. Damn you, Glimmer! Give us back our Nora! <laughs> Right after this word from our sponsor. Welcome into DC on Screen episode 601. On this podcast, we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we really don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game, so beware of spoilers. And welcome to the show. I am David C. Robertson, and this, the man with whom I travel space and time in search of exotic looms, Jason Goss. Hello. <laughs> Legend Season 5, man. Never thought we'd get this far with the show. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Season 2 we thought was maybe going to be? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we, I think we thought every season was going to be canceled. <laughs> but here we are. I mean, look, remembering, I think, after Season 1, we thought, I don't know about the showing, but Mm -hmm. I think they'll give it another go, and then after, you know, ratings-wise, it looked like after two they were going to go. But nope, this is the show that keeps on giving. Yeah, and I feel like I got what I wanted in some regards with less Mona. I don't like Mona. Mona makes me groan <laughs> Um <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. I like that far less than I like Mona. <laughs> I'll take a Mona every day after what you just said. <laughs> oh. I get Let the Mona. I get the Mona Gary hate. I, I do. I do. Yeah. Because they seem like sidebars. They seem like side characters. Gary in particular seems like he's acting over nervous every time you, you, you run into him. And then mm -hmm. we'll just be like inexplicably capable of great things. Well, there are, there are different versions of bad, in my opinion. Like Gary... Started out as kind of fun and charming and then turned into um, a wayward character that Ren and Stimpy might run across in one of their cartoons. I'll tell you, though, started out as uh, as that and turned into something is uh, pretty much the that's pretty much what the show's done. Mm hmm. It, it starts no. out most characters, frankly, uh, on this show, start out as someone you're not sure about. And I'll give I'll give the show this for sure. Most of the characters on this show at this point, I, I'm pretty happy with. I, I'm pretty, uh, like, I'm rooting for them. The whole new yeah, thing. I would agree with that. Um, I love Bayrod. I didn't think I would because I was uh, very sad to see Zari 1.0 go. Yeah. Um, I like, well, Zari Prime or Zari 1.0. Yeah, I, you know, and I'm, I liked Zari 2.0, honestly. I Not as much. She grew on you, though, right? She grew on me, but my God, Such that actress, Talia Ash, she, man, she has got some range. Yeah, she really does. She really does. Um, that could have been got, a character like, that was just annoying and with no re redeeming values. And instead she made it something different that I was, mm -hmm. uh, again, rooting for her, but yeah, she when they it very differently. When they introduced that version of the 2.0 version of her character, I was like, Oh man, you guys are going to ruin my crush, but they didn't. <laughs> Nope, still there. <laughs> still into Speaking it. of which, God, I'm sad to see Ray and Nora go in this season. I hate it. There's no call for it. No call. I I, I don't know what the call for it was behind the scenes. Uh, on screen, they made it work 
they made it work, but I, 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 well, I know that they didn't want to go. I do know they didn't want to go, which is the reason I, I say I don't know what was behind the scenes. I think part of it was just cutting probably the money. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there just came to be a point where they couldn't afford both those people, especially, you know, one of them being a fairy godmother and the other one being the Adam with all the mm-hmm. tricks and, and trunks going on with that. Um, well, he hadn't been the Adam properly in a long time. I It's kind of another good reason to take the criticism of like, hey, you've got this guy called the Adam on your, on your ship that never fucking does that. Yeah, maybe time to go. Mm-hmm. Also, him saying goodbye to Nate, uh, I wept. I wept. Yeah, I I, ha- I did. I, I teared up and I teared a little bit, but uh, I, I had trouble just because I know he didn't want to go. That was uh, normally I fall on the side of no, sometimes whether an actor wants to go or not is best for the story. Or if this is what the showrunners wanted to do or this is, you know, I, I favor the creative decision over an actor's personal wishes. Um, sometimes you need stakes. Sometimes something has to happen. Sometimes the storyline's just kind of dead out and you go, well, let's just move on with this. And then sometimes it's budgetary reasons. Yeah. Um, I don't think it denigrated the story that much, but to have someone with that much magic around, and it's something that we've, you know, uh, we brought up a few times mm-hmm. is like, Ray is just off the chart smart. Mm-hmm. And they kind of dumbed him down to be on Legends. Like when he shows up on Arrow, he's just out of this world he's a beast yeah he's, he's, a, he's a force yeah. to be reckoned with and by the time he gets to legends he's a bit of a pushover in a way especially emotionally and he's you know someone who's got a gluten you know thing and it is they give him all these little uh i don't know the, these little nuances that mm-hmm. make him seem more comedic than what we met and that's fine you know there's a lot of characters in the Arrowverse that have done that well but, to be fair they started doing that on arrow because that's why he and Felicity got along so well is because he was a geek and he had all these little geeky things and he yeah. just happened to be now in an adult Adonis body, but, <laughs> and it was smart as shit, but. I mean, dude, they did, they did like 180 something. I don't feel like they dumbed him down so much as they just made him a silly, goofy, geeky person more than he was but that was part of the the beauty of ray's growth though is because when we met him in in arrow he was deeply broken and was uh it was a much darker story he was still dealing with the death of his fiance so yeah and And you know i don't necessarily uh, mean dumbed him down as in i don't think they made him like they didn't brit him mm -hmm. like in community when you meet britta and then they make a joke about it later in the show where she she just becomes this uh, farce of a character in a certain way, but it's uh, I love her, yeah. both versions, but still. In uh, television scholarly circles, it's referred to as EMS, Eric Matthews Syndrome, oh. from uh, Boy Meets World. Oh! At the beginning okay. of the series, Will Friedle's character is, you know, a little bit of a slacker, the older brother of the, of the, pro- of the protagonist of the series, mm-hmm. but uh, a little bit of a slacker. Good-looking kid, though. Popular. Later, uh, uh, just playing with he, squirrels. He can apply himself he's literally playing with squirrels did you know about that <laughs> you tell me about it oh my god like <laughs> yeah he is just he's mentally challenged about yeah. four seasons in like he seriously has some sort of issue like there's no well, <laughs> he's the weirdest <laughs> character to, arc to pull the thread back through community there's a scene where uh jeff Britta says something really stupid, and Jeff just says something like, I, when I met you, I thought you were smarter than me. Um, That's a great line. 
<laughs> it was. It was a great lantern too. Uh, yeah, but uh, with with, uh, with Ray, he he was just like this guy was ready to take on Arrow and did successfully take on fucking Oliver. And then turns out, you know, after all that, he he just he became I don't know the 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 humor beat instead of the no I I can solve this kind of thing. Like in in every show, there's a there are moments where. You're going to advance the plot because someone figures something out. And then there are moments where mm-hmm. you're just kind of like doing a joke. And him and Nate, as much as I really did love them, um, they they were I, they were a great bromance. I loved it. But that mm-hmm. kind of became his role for a little while there. Like at least, a, you know, a year, year and a half, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like it seems like some of the times he could have just walked in there with Gideon and just sorted the shit out. Yeah. Given it, the earlier version of the character we saw. It does seem that way. Um, so let's talk about Constantine ah. because I felt like they did, they, they took great strides in reconciling the storyline that we were getting in the Constantine series. The short lived Constantine series. Mm hmm. How did you feel about Constantine's arc? The cancer, the, the, the relationship with Astra, the eventual, uh, somewhat reconciliation of, of, of their relationship. It will not surprise you that I felt pretty good about it. <laughs> well, I know we, we last year had kind of a problem with Astra because she's, you know, she wasn't a good actor back then. She actually got better in well, this season. I think she did. But it also, I, I'll give her this, I'll give her, you know, the benefit of the doubt for sure. Like you, you get dragged out to Vancouver to do a thing and uh, you start at 530 in the morning. And yeah, I, I'm not sure that was her best foot forward. Well, she was just uh, specifically pretty hammy last year, and she, as they, I think, as they uh, fleshed her character out a little bit more, she actually learned to tone down, and it seemed like she was doing a much better job of uh, being relatable, in my opinion, anyway. Oh, definitely. I mean, another thing that we defer to sometimes is like, yeah, I'm not sure the writers knew what they were doing with her up front, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this season they very very clearly had a plan for Astra and Constantine and it was extremely rewarding. Yeah. I mean in was... uh in television scholarly circles they refer to that as the Katie Cassidy syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting better. It took less time. Slash the Candace Patton syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Well no I, I say that. It took about as much time. Candace Patton to me had a turnaround that was about the same. <laughs> Katie Cassidy, it seemed like they took a little bit longer to figure out how they really wanted to play that. Mm-hmm. But it definitely seemed like they got... The old Barbara Keenitis. Yeah. It, it definitely <laughs> seemed like they got to a uh, a point where they were they were using her in a proactive way. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just some side effect of John's past. It was a... Uh, like, she was her own character that made sense, and there were consequences for her actions, and... They had built that into the story in a way that was actually pretty fun. Like, the the entirety of the whole season has to do with Loom of Fate, which I thought was actually pretty fun. Yeah. I, I kind of enjoyed that mechanism. That was, a, I don't know, I thought that was a good uh, good take. It it definitely had its, uh, it had its upsides. I I enjoyed uh, big chunks of it. I thought mm. it was a pretty cool, uh, a pretty cool thought. Um, you know, eh. I'm, I'm, the Loom of Fate is fine. It was just uh, the fates and what they did once they got here, and it was some of that was a little a little much. Like as much as I kind of like thought it was fun to do the uh, the legends are trapped in different TV shows thing, 
I felt like that was a little much. I, I could have dealt without that. Um, no, no, that was the kind of insanity that I, I feel like Legends has been engineering itself for for a long time. That that for me was, uh, I don't know, that, that hit in a lot of ways for me. They This show is absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Like, the idea that they would uh, run it into some dystopian universe where they were the one fictional outlet and uh, <laughs> their one link... Their one friend in the hands of fate was uh, something that was like trying to keep them afloat. And this was how they were. This was their lifeline. That all seems just insane, except in the context of this show. Yeah, sure. What do you got? And then they actually showed me the episode and I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a bad episode. I, 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 (laughs) this, the thong song. (laughs) (sighs) The thong song. I, I did enjoy that it was in the the Museum of Bad Ideas or whatever they called it, mm-hmm. uh, along with the shake weight, which is just, I think we can all agree that was terrible. Um, yeah, that was a terrible song. But to give him credit, I, I enjoy the fact that Nate is such a fucking enthusiastic guy. He's like, no, this was a summer epic song. Like, we did. Mm-hmm. why is this in the bad <laughs> song? And does his part in the fight, in the, you know, the final fight with... Yeah, uh, uh, God, I can't remember who was there. Um, Vlad, who else? I mean, we had like, oh, uh, we had a return of Nora Dark, kind of. We had, uh, well, oh, yeah, the, she was, um, the head bouncing yeah. around for a second. Yeah, all the encores. Yeah, a bunch of encores. Which those <sighs> yeah. were okay. Wish I could remember all of them. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the fact that they were there at all was, uh, and and put to a song that was just so fucking stupid. It was a terrible song. It's a terrible song. It's awful. Why? It's just... It's silly. It's a terrible song. It's the kind of song where, like, you you listen to it... Like, I completely, completely agree with it being in the Museum of Bad Ideas, or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. But I also completely agree with Nate's enthusiasm about the whole thing. Yeah. It's just silly, man. I don't know. It's not... I don't think it's supposed to be, like, you know, art. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> or, like, I don't high art, at the very least. I don't consider it art, an <laughs> attempted art, high art, any... It, a loot art, whatever. I don't consider it any of these things. I just think of it as a terrible song that I was annoyed that I heard, I don't know, upwards of a hundred times growing mm-hmm. up, especially but during that summer. I never thought I was going to see Marie Antoinette fighting to it with her head bouncing around. There's something to be said for that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and they even got the dude that did the song. What was his name? I don't even remember Cisco. his name. Cisco. That's right. Yeah, they got terribly. him. Yeah. Dude, he came back for it. Like, <laughs> he was down. I mean. What the hell else why, was he doing? I why, don't know. Yeah, why wouldn't he? I mean, but. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I mean, it's not like he had anything else As going opposed on. to. <laughs> Video games and jerking off. I don't know what the guy does. Like, as opposed to a tuna melt. I don't know what the fuck he's up to these days. I'm just saying. <laughs> as opposed to. Uh. Standing outside of the Whataburger, hoping that they open the doors again soon. He's one of those people, like, occasionally you find inspirational stories about, like, oh, what are they doing these days? Where you you can, like, turn on, you know, Harmon Garden or TLC or whatever, and wherever the show's held, and it's, oh, what is, what is Vanilla Ice doing these days? Oh, he's a uh, home flipper. He, he just, mm-hmm. that's what he does now. He flips houses. And he's got a whole reality show about how he flips houses and all this stuff. At least that's something that's kind of viewable like they they made a show about it the show got ratings it sold sponsors it it that was tangible yeah 
I don't know what the fuck a lot of, you know, one-shot artists are doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's funny is that people are always like, they were a one-hit wonder. They're not successful anymore. Yeah. They, 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 most of them have houses that are worth millions of dollars and they never have to work again. Yeah, that's the crazy part. I don't know if like, like if, if you had the one hit wonder and invest well and, and yeah. manage yourself well, maybe that's mm-hmm. all you need and you're, you're fine now. That's just like, what are you doing now? I'm pretty much chilling, doing some side work and do some charity and, you know, I build houses with Habitat for Humanity and blah, blah, whatever. Awesome. And then you run into other ones and you're like, what are you doing now? Oh, I'm a ballet to, you know, rock and robin. Yeah. Red Robin? Sure. I, I, I don't know. Just picked a term. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why Red Robin would have a valet, but whatever. Um, just just anyway. picked a term. I like Nate's arc here, but I feel like Nate is constantly just being screwed on, in his love life. He is. I also I, feel I, like he's doing a, a really good job of coping with it. Yeah. I mean, he's just used to it now. He's just like, yeah, fine. Whatever. Go back into your little bottle or your whatever it was. Your go back into your totem. Yeah. <laughs> um. I yeah. I want Zari 1.0 back. I don't. I don't want that to like. I think that. I think that'll probably be used to to get Nate off the show though. He's gonna go live with Zari in the in the totem or some horseshit. <laughs> I'm serious. It could be. It, I'll give him credit though. Like. Nate has always been such an enthusiastic character that if if he just threw us into something else now, I think I'd believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's tied down particularly hard. I don't know, man. They seem to they seem to really sell that Zari storyline with him. They do, but give him another season. I don't I don't want him to find somebody else, Jason. I, I want him to be with Zari. I get it. Me too. But you know, give him some time. Find something else for him to do. I loved Mick's arc. I loved that he was uh, constantly trying to uh, impress this daughter. I love that he made a daughter and then it became a dad and just like went through. We had a whole episode where he was like montaging, going throughout the years and trying to change history and, and, and be a better dad and he kept screwing it up. I love that. I thought that yeah. was great. It was really interesting to watch him, uh, like knowing his entire history in this universe. It was really fun to watch him get to the point where he's like i'm a dad okay and he he gave it his fucking best mm-hmm. he really does try it, like to the point that i'm pretty sure they saved some money leaving him out of some episodes because they just have him come in and say like i'm going to recital and bounce mm-hmm. for the entire episode um but they made the story work in that yeah i really did care about him and his daughter yeah i see i i was annoyed that he stopped being uh was it Rebecca Black? Was that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he stopped being her and gave that over to Mona because I was I was still sort of like no I like the idea that Mick is running around writing these ridiculous sci-fi romance novels and is hugely popular. I liked that. Um, I mean, yeah, but it, there was a limitation to that story. A little bit. I mean, I don't I, know what I don't know why he couldn't just stay in that role. Yeah, we don't have to do know. something with the storyline. He could just be like. I'm reading, I'm writing my novel now. Go away. Like there's, that's still funny. That's it still is. interesting. And, you know, we could have him deal with writer's block instead of just being like, Oh, people say I suck now. Here you go. <laughs> or whatever I, it was. I also kind of like that they wrote him as somebody who's like that his character is popular or his characters are popular and they resonate with certain people. 
And as a novelist, he's he's got like this confined, really loyal fan base. And outside of it, it kind of means nothing. Mm-hmm. Which feels so right for Legends. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's, you know, a couple million of us who are watching this, and then short of that, it's not really. Yeah. Made sense for the show. Also, it made sense that they moved him onto something that was more meaningful in a way that, like, I, I enjoyed watching him with his daughter several times mm-hmm. this season. It was, it was actually kind of rewarding, kind of fun. And personally, I kind of understand, like, I, I don't, I, I kind of get the whole, I have a daughter, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to do this, and I'm mm-hmm. just trying my best kind of vibe. Yeah. So, like, later he was like, well, I just don't have to go, I, I, you know, I'm I'm out of this one. I have to go to a thing. I was like, yeah, I, just, I get that. You, you got to go to a recital for, for something mm-hmm. that you don't, yeah, you don't understand. But you're going there anyway because that's what you have to do, and good job. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have Sarah blinded by a fate, mm-hmm. and she could see the future. I dug all of that. I really liked her be- seeing all the ways everybody was dying. Um, that was good. I liked that she knew when she was going to die. All of that was done really well, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, Made for my favorite part of the zombie episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- th- that all reminded me of Shaun of the Dead, honestly. Goddamn right, it should. That was a... They called that episode I Am Legends, but that was a Shaun of the Dead send-up for sure. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Yeah. I was really happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good episode, though, and it, it was, uh, like, they, they gave people good deaths, if there can be such a thing. Mm-hmm. Only one I had a problem with, with uh, all right, so, Nate, like, is there a point where he can't still up? That was the only thing that was confusing for me. The budget won't allow him to. I guess. <laughs> At some point, he just... Runs out of funds and turns back into a normal human and gets bit. Yeah. You know, the thing about Legends for me right now is I need steaks. I don't just want to romp. I want steaks. Like, it's fine that, you know, uh, Sarah got abducted by aliens here at the end. I don't know what sure. the hell that means. I don't either. I kind of don't care. Like, I just feel like, oh, prelude to another romp. Feel like it's, we might have had an explanation to that if everyone had gotten to finish shooting, but no, I think they were done. You think so? Yeah, that was that was it for them. They they had already like that was the news. The news said that they had already been, they were already done before oh, that good. happened. Um, I will tell you that my favorite shot of that entire scene in the last mm-hmm. half of that episode, the last whatever that episode, mm-hmm. uh, is Matt Ryan just like leaping over the shoulders of people, mm-hmm. yelling at the top of his lungs. I felt like, no, that's that's a guy who understands, like, dive bar punk culture. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Just... I mean, he, was, he had his own band. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I liked I liked Charlie. I liked that she's gone now. Like, I don't know why I like that she's gone now, but I think it's important for this show for people to move on, even though I don't like that Ray and Nora moved on. They gave her a good arc. It's something the, the show's really good at, though. It was like, how many people are still there from when we were starting? They've they've made a lot of changes, and early mm-hmm. on it seemed like it was cheap, and later it seems like it's more meaningful. I feel like they're I feel like they're rotating now, and they're having a they have a better idea of when they're supposed to do it. Yeah, I just I as much as I enjoy how silly the show can be, I really do. Just I would like for them to get back to a little more serious. Like my happy medium would be a, like Angel season five. You know, like there were. There were lots of really funny, zany, ridiculous Legends of Tomorrow type things happening in Angel Season 5. Yeah, I hear you. 
I just we're we're living in a post Bebo world. Where it's not right. gonna happen. Well, you can have Bebo. Hell, we had a- Puppet Angel. But I know, <laughs> and that but, that was like a one-off weird episode where it was really enticing because they made it work within the narrative they'd already constructed. It wasn't. But a then world we also where you know, Bebo was God for a while. Get a dying Wesley asking Illyria to lie to him as he passes away. Like there are no, a lot of trade-offs like that. I, that scene I, I, broke me. Broke me. Yes. Broke I me. I need I need darkness and I need I need there to be stakes. Importantly. You could be silly, you could be crazy, you can Ben Edlin that shit right the hell up. Put the tick in universe. I don't care. But give me <laughs> stakes. Make me care. And the most I cared this season, honestly, in Legends was as far as like just actually being invested, not just like going, Oh sure, I'm you know, I guess my wife would be like, We have a legends, and I'm like, Okay, cool. But it's not like, oh yes. It's just like, okay, cool. Well, I'll tell you this though, there's there are changes. Like we don't we don't have the same people that we had when we started. No, we didn't. And we don't. That's for better or worse sometimes. And then there's, you know, insanity, like the uh, the zombie episode. It's, mm-hmm. um, that was crazy. But you got to see all of them die. Now, it didn't yeah, mean anything. It, you knew yeah, he had right. two more episodes. Two or three more episodes. Either way, uh, you knew he had a couple more episodes. You knew mm-hmm. it was coming back. They even made it a point in the episode that I trust you, you'll bring us back and all that. You knew the entire crew didn't just die in a zombie episode. Right. That wasn't an example of stakes. Mm-hmm. But I, I will give the show this. When they write characters off, they give them due credit. They they rarely just write somebody off and it's... Yeah. Actually, I can't remember any time where they just wrote somebody off and it was there was nothing happening. Right, right. You're right. They, they do they do stakes in, in some ways. Like, you know, Stein passed away. We got, you know, um, who else? I mean, um, even Franz snark- just strolled into the distance and started his own life, but they gave him, you know, an episode to do that with. Snark's yeah. death was as meaningful, you know, as a death I've seen on the CW. Mm-hmm. And I think it was probably the most. years with Mick dealing with it. I do. I love Mick's character. I love how he's grown and changed. Um, but yeah, I think I just want the show to be about something now. Like, I... I want a little more, uh, I want more stakes, but I also want the show to be about it. Be about something. Don't just be like, well, we're, we're in this mess now. Like, I was well, getting really excited when we, we came across like, oh, oh, we, we've, we're doing, you know, Constantine has lung cancer. We're doing that storyline. Oh, that was a really good turn. I enjoyed that. Yes. A lot of that was also really great good. Acting all around. Oh, Everybody absolutely. involved in those scenes. Absolutely. How do you feel about him and, and Zari 2.0 being together? Uh, you think no that's just a hookup? You think it's just a hookup? You think they're going to actually like try to make them have a relationship? It's or? Constantine. It's the hookup. You think? Because yeah. it didn't feel that way at the end of the season. Just think it's Constantine. So, therefore. Like, it's going to, it, I think it, it, yeah, you know, but he was give with me a that prediction. D- it's he was going to be a thing I'm annoyed by because it's a romance that I feel like should be a hookup. But he was deeply in love with that dude and who got sent to hell. That was some dark shit. Yeah, that was some dark shit. Um, so, you know, he's not incapable of it. Oh, no, he's not incapable. But uh, Constantine, even in this show, like not even given this character, like even in this show is a, is a guy who's just like jumping from lily pad to lily pad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just staying afloat barely. Mm-hmm. So when he moves on and leaves somebody, uh, I'm never surprised. Like if him and Zari 2.0 aren't a thing, I, I'm not going to be surprised. Mm-hmm. And it'll feel right for me for the character. Right. I mean, if they decide not to, uh, I'll get it. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. I I don't want to I want to I don't want to speak out of turn really because there are stakes, and I liked that Zari 1.0 decides to go away again because she's her existence is actively killing her brother, um, and that's all she's ever wanted is for him to be alive and okay. Um, yeah, I liked all and of I really that. Did. That was really good, and I I loved that Constantine and and uh, like basically gave uh, Astra a second chance at life and. I, I, I really I, liked yeah. her. That scene around the table when they're joking about, what would you do if blah, blah, blah. And then is it Zari that calls him on? Like, no, seriously, dude, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of says uh, something along the lines of like, I, I'd give Astra another chance and I'd make sure I was nearby to make sure nothing fucked with her. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm paraphrasing heavily, but it was a, it was a really cool scene. It was a good, it was a good moment for a lot of those characters. Yeah. That that redemption arc, I felt like needed a little more spotlight, but I, I really like that we got to see it at the very least. Yeah. Um, the only thing left for me is Constantine's mother. I mean, don't get me wrong, the rising darkness. Yeah, I want to know about the rising darkness. Is one thing. <laughs> but they toyed with it in his introduction. Mm-hmm. So there's there's an argument to be made that we've dealt with that, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to argue it. Um, but like him and his mother is a thing. Him and... Uh, I forget what uh, the name of the guy that he left behind. Um, oh he, gosh, he did a ritual to uh, to like confine a demon to him. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a really rough episode as far as the it, like the ending of that episode was one of the it, it's one of the reasons I tell people to watch Constantine is like he brings this guy in from the initial incident and yeah, yeah all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that. I don't remember that guy's name. But yeah, I, I want to know about. But you remember him like drinking scotch and looking at the mirror later and just staring at him and just not nothing to say, just staring at him and sharing the despair. Mm-hmm. It was it, eh, God damn that show was good. <laughs> you know that we're not getting Charlie next year. Sure, she's out. She's gone. As far as I know, Matt Ryan is still kicking around. Yeah, haven't heard it otherwise. Mm-hmm. I would love. I would love to get Harold Perrineau back as Manny. Oh, hell yeah. I want to see that cat. He could be a legend. Like, they could be begrudgingly working together. I'd love to see Zed Martin again. I'd, uh, I don't remember her name. Uh, nope, it's not there. I'd love to see Chaz. Um. <laughs> no recall. Yeah, but any I of I want to see all the characters. For sure. It, Absolutely. And honestly, if there was a show where you could just throw a random... Uh, fallen angel onto the show yeah Mm -hmm. legends could totally house this yeah and i want to know what happened with the rising darkness i do i absolutely do it's something we've been hitting for like what is it four or five years now since legends or since Mm -hmm. constantine was canceled is like this is this is the format where they could hit it they could they could uh, they could finish this song yeah do a quick reprise and let's let's wrap it man let's figure it out I wish they took um, they took great pains in doing a lot of that this season, and I am appreciative of that, and enjoyed a fair amount of it. They did a good job. Um, I really have enjoyed Esther's arc. I felt like I got a lot of what was left out from watching Constantine originally, mm-hmm. and that that made me pretty happy. Uh, even the thing with the Fates and her being involved with the Fates and the recruitment thing, it uh, that was a pretty good storyline. I was really happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um. Honestly, most of the characters had a pretty good arc. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure my favorite scene, singular scene, and it's silly as hell, 
my favorite singular scene of the entire season is uh, that fantastic uh, that fantastic performance from from Ava as she's singing, and then it turns out she's just like super drunk and really bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. Oh, I mean, oh my gosh! Like so many people, I'm sure I felt personally attacked, but yeah, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I will say though, as far as hating on Gary, I, I did really enjoy the Gary gets a dog and then it turns out it's a hellhound thing. Actually I enjoyed the rabbit Gideon thing also. Mm-hmm. And it like my favorite moment from him this season was uh in the middle of being tortured, dude showed some backbone and just did that ob- obfuscation spell. Mm-hmm. Um if it when they're doing positive character reinforcing things like actually like remembering oh yeah he was once an actual person that we were building on instead of just making him a caricature (laughs) when they actually go go forward in those capacities i'm really happy with gary i'm like yeah okay cool he showed some backbone he you know he balled up it was a good good deal and then like in the next episode he's like whoops i did a stupid thing and yeah but I'll tell you this, I would not have liked that, that demon dog shit nearly as much if it wasn't Son of Sam's dog. Oh, yeah, that was a good tie-in. It <laughs> was a good tie-in. It's something I've loved about the show in general, is you can tie in all this... Uh, oh, Marilyn... Uh, uh, not Marilyn, sorry. Charles, Charles Manson, another one of the people that I forgot was there. Uh, Caesar. Was he? Uh, in the last scene, this... Uh, okay. Uh, God, Genghis this Khan. Scene. Genghis Khan, uh, all the people that we forgot to mention several minutes ago. Yeah, well, like, when you take some time and actually mention why these characters have developed, it's it's obviously the best thing. Mm-hmm. It's one of the only things the show does that it makes sense sometimes, but other times it kind of halts the character development. And I'm not sure what the trade-off is there. But yeah, they, they could definitely, they, they could have like taken Gary along faster and harder than they have. And I think less people would have a problem with him. Like, there are people that hate, just genuinely hate Gary and Mona. Mm-hmm. Part of me gets it. Part of me thinks More you know than part of they're, me gets they're it. building on something. <laughs> I don't think they're building on anything right now. Every once in a while, they do something, and I'm like, oh, okay, good. And then they re- go, you know, it's one step forward, like, ten steps back. Yeah, but no. honestly, in the CW, if, like, three or four episodes in, uh, or if there's three or four episodes between... Mm-hmm. building on a character that's pretty good ratio frankly sometimes uh, yeah sometimes Maybe. sure look um what was i gonna say oh yeah dude i was totally like uh, you can you can disagree with me because i know you weren't thinking this mm-hmm. i just know you weren't because no one sure. was okay i was distracted during the rest i was distracted during the rasputin episode because i just kept thinking if this was on dc universe they would totally have gone full doom patrol and just made him a metahuman with a sentient dick. Because <laughs> Rasputin's oh, cock is a whole thing. To, to borrow a phrase, that dude fucked. <laughs> dude fucked hard. Like, there would be an entire side story. Like, that would be the B or C story of that episode was how hard he fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. He he, he got it on. It, it was a bit missing. Also, the eyes weren't quite, quite crazy enough for me. Yeah, he, he, the guy they got playing him, he just sort of seemed like a guy who liked the idea of Rasputin. Possibly, yeah. Like a modern day version of a guy who just really dug the idea of Rasputin. 
It was like, you know what? I'm going to do the look. Yeah. <laughs> he, but that guy had, in the pictures that I've seen, he had a look on his face. Like, he, he could look into the camera, look into, you know, whatever. But it, when I've seen pictures of that guy and he looked into the camera, I was like, that guy's just, he's somewhere else right now. Mm-hmm. He had an ethereal affectation to how he how he looked in cameras that were 100 years old now. I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine. Like, the powers of Tom Cruise and Gary Busey combined <laughs> coming to some kind of middle point where, like, Ron Jeremy gets involved at that point. I don't, I don't know how to cre- recreate that kind of character. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, but you're right. He does look. He looks crazy as shit. Those There's eyes some... are insane. You can look at the that those pictures now, a hundred and some change later, and those pictures like they they do something to you. I mean, I don't know that they do anything to me. I say, they, hey, they look creepy. They will make you feel uncomfortable. That's that's a kind uh, of power. Like imagine I'm looking at them right now, and I feel quite comfortable. <laughs> Just imagine <laughs> running across someone who who had that kind of stare. At that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're fucked. You're fucked. You're either following him or running from him. Period. There's no in between. I don't know. Those are crazy times. I think I've known some people with this stare. I think I ran from them. I have too. These are the type of people who are like, who grew up with no one taking them seriously. Oh. Mm. Well, people definitely took him seriously. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you grow up with no one taking you seriously. You either turn into one of two people. You turn into me and you who's got a quip in her in her back pocket at all times. Hmm. Or you turn into Rasputin. Mm. I'll teach you to take me seriously. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think either of us have that have that stare. No, we don't have that. No, There's you develop that different about yeah. that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I have that stare right when I wake up. But yeah, yeah. For the first ten minutes of my day, I should not be talked to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we came to that realization that neither one of us should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Michael and I had the same thing going on. We just the the first 10, 15, 30 minutes, even sometimes just we'd coexist, but we wouldn't say a word. Yeah. Old roommate of mine used to get bored and want to wake me up with his by singing and playing his guitar. He'd just come in and sit on my bed and look at me and play guitar and sing. And that was not that was not the way to get me to talk to him. Not well, no. he'd wind up being mad at me the whole day for some shit. I said, I'm like, I don't even remember what I said. What did I say? What did I even say to piss you off? Well, you said blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, there you go. There's a scene in Animal <laughs> House that solves that problem. <laughs> I don't remember that shit, man. The smashing the guitar. Scene? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't mess with me right when I wake up. It's like I've been born every day. Every time. Yeah, like, I have to readjust to the entire world. And it takes at least 15, 20 minutes. A doctor called responsibility to slap me on the ass. And have to deal with all this bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think I have anything else on Legends Season 5. It was a I, relatively short season. I'm happy with that. It was yeah, a fun ride. It would benefit them to probably shorten the season. Well, also, I feel like we it is a short got season. to this point five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. About the point where I started talking about Rasputin's dick, I think, probably. <laughs> that was a turning point. That's the turning point in every one of our episodes. I just normally cut it out. <laughs> I mean, we may now, but you know what? Fuck it. No. Leave that dick in. I am. I will. I will tell you as a, uh, uh, as a summation, I, mm-hmm. I really did enjoy this season. It was uh, enjoyable. 
sure the Raynor thing exiting was I mean, I don't I don't know what the actual reason for that was ultimately, but they did it pretty well mm-hmm. as a viewer. What I what as a viewer what I do know is they did it pretty well. And a lot of the uh like even um Richardson's exit also pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh it's like a lot of seasons of legends. Like you you come to know people, you gotta let them go. And I I constantly think about how few people were on like the f- like the pilot episode and, and what I'm seeing now is an entirely different show. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like it's better for it. Yeah. Now there's plenty that could have been done with the original lineup and the original show that it could have been a different show. It, it it just could have been a different product entirely. Yeah. They kind of made a choice like they could have been Arrow, but with all this other stuff. Uh, in a way, it makes sense to me that they are just this show that doesn't take itself so seriously. Well, you know, to be fair, I didn't want another arrow. I wanted sliders. I wanted some combination of sliders and exiles. If you remember that comic. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Or maybe sliders and, or a combination of sliders, exiles and quantum leap. Yeah. Whatever. They had their, their vision. Um, I'm, I'm not going to hate on them because I don't necessarily hate on them because I didn't agree with where they took it. Even, I mean, I've enjoyed this, uh, you know, these last couple seasons more than most. Yeah. Anyway, we're DC on screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. You can also check out our Patreon offerings at uh, patreon.com slash dconscreen. I have uh, posted a, uh, a prelude to 600, a nice little warm up conversation between myself, Jason, uh, Scott of DC Film Squadcast, Effie of Helders of Stealing the Remote, and Chris Balga of uh, World's Finest True Believers. And that was a lot of fun. And, uh, of course, we just did a full-on crossover with them in episode 600. And uh, Jason and I also talked about uh, the crazy Michael Keaton news and the crazy uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan news concerning uh, Flashpoint and... I, lots of good things to look forward to in the future for DC Comics, DC on film and television, and importantly, on DC on screen. So please hit that subscribe button. Uh, give us a shout on Twitter or Facebook. We're all over the place. And um, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv.